0: Yo, Space Gang, welcome to the BK Space Show. I am your host, the BK Space, here with my very lovely co host,
1: Nova King, Baby. All
0: right, Space Gang, without further ado, let's jump into this show. Let's go. All right, Space Gang, welcome back to the show. If you tuned in last week, which I know a lot of you did, uh, we had a lot of trans talk on that last episode. Where we we had a perspective of this from, well, I really didn't have much of a perspective, <laughs> but I'm a male, so it was like
1: "Sorry, I didn't why am I left. talking?
0: And then we had Nova K who's born a woman, and now we have a, another perspective of this conversation. Che. One hey, of our,
2: Che. What up?
0: Definitely glad to have you on.
2: Appreciate yes.
0: you. So we're going to I'm not saying we're rehashing the same conversation, but we're giving you another perspective today, maybe a bit of a discourse. So you guys bear with us. It's going to be a great show. We're going to enjoy this. Before we start, though, Che, let us know a little bit about you.
2: For sure. My name is Che Cantrip. Um, I am a trans woman. I am a former uh, professional martial artist. I taught Taekwondo professionally for seven years straight. Um... And while I was competing in Taekwondo, I was also competing in Sancho Kickboxing and Muay Thai Kickboxing. Um, currently, I'm just uh, an art nerd uh, and uh, my socials Beautiful are- art, by the way. Thank you. Um, my socials are my name. So just at my name, Che Cantrip, C-H-A-E-C-A-N-T-R-I-P.
0: I've seen the art and it's dope. Also, I seen you like play fighting games i am the fighting
2: game
0: mom yes (laughs) oh y'all listen these people you be doing them so dirty i feel bad (laughs) for them sometimes like if it was me i remember a few weeks ago a few months ago at this point i had just started playing dragon ball z the fighting game version and you were like you want to play and then i seen like your video clips and i was like
1: "Mm." This go same like, for this me
0: out. i i have not picked that game back up i was like damn i would never be that good at it i will never <laughs> i, I spent you. a lot
2: of hours in that game for sure <laughs> my son i went to the hospital and was playing in that game really i was i was in the hospital for a week and i had my switch so i didn't have anything else to do i was so in the hospital bed with an IV in my hand whooping people online in dragon ball
0: <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's like your love and we're going to talk about the the big chunk of this and we're going to come back to video gaming but i, I just want to know what was your love for video game when did when did that start you um, didn't sex, hush
2: I mean, always. Like, I've always loved games. um, But I always gravitated towards fighting games because my uh, mom was a black belt in Korea. My dad was stationed in Korea and he went over there and got his black belt. So martial arts was always a part of my family too. Um, So then like Street Fighter comes out and I'm all about Street Fighter. Um, Tekken came out and like, I'm outside trying to do all the Tekken moves. so naturally I transitioned into like actual fighting.
0: Yeah, I've been trash at him all my life.
2: Alright, so we're gonna switch gears <laughs> oh before my God. before Nova Kane says anything else because before
0: <laughs> we had a bit of a pre show moment, when she was like I told you. I you ain't saying nothing. When, I didn't say that. You know I'll be venturing off in conversation. This is what I do. <laughs> yeah. So let's start like we started last week. Let's start with Umbrella Academy. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a major show. Really big show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. The actor Elliot Page decided, My boy, Elliot, he um, was he played the character Vanya in the first two seasons and then he transitioned in uh, transition right transitioned mm-hmm. in real life to from Ellen Page to Elliot Page. And The writers and the director and everybody in Netflix decided to take the character that she played, what well, he played, Vanya. And transition the character. Mm-hmm. So, it, I've seen the show. I love the show. I Actually, love the character, comic book, and all. Did not like the execution of how they played it. It just f- kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. And like I said on the That's last the week's,
1: season, a little
0: bit. I haven't finished the season yet, but <laughs> uh,
1: don't
0: don't spoil don't spoil it. Y'all know I'd be late. My, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch it with my wife and she's not here right now so I got to wait.
2: Oh <laughs> um, okay, understood, understood.
0: <laughs> I haven't even been able to see Thor yet. But That's you, you know what?
1: That just came out.
0: Y- y'all seen, y'all heard my opinions. I, I want to hear Chase since she's the new person on the panel right now. So, what are your thoughts on the way just the show event? What however you want to take it. How you feel about it?
2: I felt like it was pretty balanced. Um, I get what you say, what you're saying about it being kind of underwhelming in the way the transition was delivered in the show. It seems like something that they just kind of like squeaked past, you know what I mean? But I think for trans people, um, like my partner is also a trans person, my partner is non binary. Um, So we're watching it together and. I think it was fine because, like, as a trans person, if you come out to your family, you don't really want it to be this big hurrah. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be this big thing. You want your family to accept you. You want to have a dialogue so that you can um, talk about the changes and how to approach those changes um, in your interpersonal relationships. And then you kind of want to move on. And I feel like that's what they did with the show. They were just like, you know, uh, Vanya is Vincent now this is what the deal is. They have their uh, little conversations. What was it? Victor. Victor. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Victor. Um, I'm I'm lost One it. of those Vs. Um, <laughs> I almost but lost it yeah, when you said their- Vincent,
1: because that would have been way too much. That would have been way too much for me if his name was
2: Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Victor. And then, you know, they have their conversations off screen, and that's kind of it. And I, I felt like, That was kind of the way to go because as a trans person i don't want the whole season to be about this transition i want it to be about the umbrella academy so you know get it out the way and that's what they did
0: you know now that you mention it this is kind of like how i've been fussing about like certain things that happen in certain shows all the time and how it was so heavy-handed when they handle a gay person they like turn it into such a big thing when it's just an everyday part of life. And I mm-hmm. think you might be right because now, now that you said that and I'm thinking back, it probably was handled the best way they could handle that without making it a big talking point. Because you know how the Larry um, community could be if they had to focus on it more so than they did, it would have been some big, super big controversy. It was already heated enough even though Netflix gave us like, I don't know, months and months to talk about it before the show actually aired. So mm-hmm. that was actually a perfect point. I, I can't really be mad at that or disagree. No, no, okay. I,
1: I definitely understand the point. The only issue that I had with the character a little bit was, it just felt like the character was, there was nothing really leading up to the transition until season three. So it was like, it, it felt a little out of place for the story overall. But I do understand why, because Elliot in real life made that transition. Transition, so they wanted the character to reflect that. So I understand both points, but it just felt a little out of place to me. That's just I guess I said that in the in the other episode in the <laughs> season premiere. That it just felt it just felt a little out of place for the story itself, like. Okay, Victor. We see you sign. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now what? Like, okay. I
0: did. I love the way her, I mean, his family reacted to it, though. Yeah, yeah. they're just like they're just like yeah. Eh, okay
1: okay now cool. what <laughs> right they said the same thing
0: now what? we now what you want to do okay are we going to so, save the universe or <laughs> right so i really did i honestly dug that i and i was saying that when i was watching I was like that was actually really good that part i loved it was just mm-hmm. like i would have loved like at least one episode where it was like they gave us something but mm-hmm. again I'm good with it. But
1: that it. whole season, honestly, to me, it just felt a little flat.
0: I mean, Diego got a whole son out here.
1: I no, he, know. Uh, he didn't I mean, finish, remember?
2: Oh, Remember, he no, didn't I can, finish. He, like... So, the kid is, like... I feel like he was not, like, a big part of the season. Like, <laughs> they have their moments with the kid, and then Diego's, like... All right, go. Go do something. So like <laughs> from the Ash moment Trey they introduced a job. this
0: Wait a right. minute. Did they just the moment where he just dismissed him and sent him through New York by himself, he just kind of was like that's it, go. Is that the last <laughs> that wasn't the they didn't what No, no, no. Wait, 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 that?
1: wait, whoa, wait, BK. What episode are you on?
0: I don't know, like 3.
1: Like
2: 3? 3? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's not the end of the kid in the series, um, but it is a common theme in the series where like Diego will go do superhero stuff with his family and then uh, also be like, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to be taking care of this child, but also child, just like go do something for a while and we'll catch up with you later. Like it's a common theme throughout the, the season. So yeah, does he have a son? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still feels like <laughs> kind of.
0: I feel like that's a minor spoiler. Does the kid? That, you know what? Never mind. Never, <laughs> don't. I think I any that questions that you don't want back. answers.
2: To
1: Just know, ashtray needed a job so there we have it. Okay, BK. That's all you need to know right now until that's you finish all, the series.
0: That's all. That's all. I mean I the got. season.
1: There's, Ooh, don't want to chop it up to the game yet, but I don't know if a season if a season four is on the way or not. They
0: better. They better finish uh, the story.
1: I hope they finish the story, but
2: we're gonna have to wait
0: oh, for so Netflix long is. i mean i'm not that interested at this point so i mean it's it's an okay adventure but i, I mess myself up by like researching comics and then i'm like wow the comic storyline is so much more in intuitive than this watered down stuff which is why i can't read certain marvel storylines because i know they're coming in the movies so <laughs> if it's not something new i don't go back and read the old stuff not anymore all right, we we got to move on. Anybody else got anything yeah. to add to Umbrella Academy before we move on? Um,
2: um I just wanted to go back to uh Novocaine's point to where it feels like they just kind of threw it into the season, and I think that's partially because, as she mentioned, like Elliot transitioned between the seasons, so there wasn't really anything in the last season to like that they had to to lead up to that. Um, but also I think like in real life it's kind of just like that because like for trans people like we know like it might take us some time to figure out we're trans um but it's usually like it's usually there's a good amount of time between figuring out that you're trans and then going to other people with it um especially for like the anxiety of like are my family and friends going to accept me like how many people am i going to lose by telling people this so like for the close relationships of that trans person it does just kind of come out of the blue like when i transitioned i was married at the time and my ex-wife was like i had a husband like three weeks ago and i have a wife now so Mm. i felt like that was pretty accurate
0: No, at the beginning of this at the beginning of this i failed to say that Che has been on the show on the show before. This is not her first uh-huh. time on the show. It's been a minute though.
1: Yeah, it was. It was like season one, right?
0: It was season one, I believe. It was just me when I was solo Dolo as a host. When you was yeah. solo Dolo,
1: mm-hmm. I'm gonna be
0: honest. That episode was like really scary because I knew at that point I knew I was gonna say some shit that I was supposed to say, but but the ladies did not curse me out. That episode and I don't think I did that bad but I think going in fun. going in I was super nervous though I was
2: like, oh my god I yeah you know were out, you outnumbered
0: that episode ah, w- wow <laughs> yeah powerhouses of <laughs> personalities too you guys should check that out I'm gonna link that on the throwback Thursday those two, two good episodes by the way back-to-back episodes all right so you mentioned when you transitioned um how do you, like, mentally, I, I know that you, you already felt like a woman, correct? So, knowing that you're going to essentially lose everybody or could lose oh. people, how do you, mm-hmm. like, deal with that?
2: So, I mean, you you just really got to go for it. And it is what it is. I mean, you can theorize over who's going to stick with you and who you're going to lose. Um and I definitely did lose a, a bunch of people that I was really close to because, like, they didn't understand or it wasn't a uh, part of their belief system, or you know, what have you. But that's just the reality of the game, unfortunately. So, like, you're you're gonna ruminate on it, and you're gonna kind of, I mean, it's like anything else that's hard. You're not gonna want to do it, uh, but once you do, you just kind of gotta deal with whatever, whatever, the, whatever it is. Um, So it's really about just taking the time to gather yourself and the people that you know are going to be supportive of you, no matter what, um, I would say go to them first. So that way you have a support network before trying to Mm -hmm. reach out to the people that you think uh, are not going to be as receptive. So it's a little bit of strategically going for what you think is going to be the healthiest for you. But then as far as the fallout, it's, it's just going to be what it is. And you can try to minimize it. You can try to reduce it. But uh, you don't really have any real control over what people think about you and your decisions. So it just is what it is.
0: So <clears throat> a person like me, I tend to be on the line a bit. Because you brought up religion. On one hand, there's my religion. And this is how I grew up. And this is what the preacher said and what is interpreted from the Bible, right? And then on the other hand, I'm like, this is real life. I'm not saying, for my religious people, I'm not saying that the Bible's not real life. I am ai am a 100% believer here. But when I have friends like Che and a slew of other people who are LGBTQ, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard for me to just cut that off for religious purposes. Like I know what my beliefs are, but I also believe that everybody should be able to be who they are and who they feel like they need to be or they want to be. So how do you handle like friends who still want to be friends with you, but on Facebook they going to pop a bible verse or share
1: <laughs> not the bible verse
0: or or share the, the 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 preacher at the mega church that's really negative against the LGBTQ community
2: I mean just like any other community the christian community or the muslim community or the jewish community none of them are monoliths right so like
0: mm-hmm. i definitely
2: have Tons of Christian friends still. Um, and if they pop a Bible verse up on social media, like that doesn't have anything to do with me. Um, but if they're using whatever their scripture is to justify uh, oppression of any group of people, then that's where there's an issue. Um, but I grew up in the church. I've been to the mega churches. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. grew up in the- them. So. I get it, and uh, I don't hold any hate for that generally. I mean, there's tons of things in in scripture that you can learn and lessons to make yourself a better person. But there are also people that will use those same scriptures to hate people. So it just depends on where you as a person fall in line with your scripture. And mm-hmm. uh, the people that I keep around me, um, there's a reason that they're still around me. Good answer.
0: Good answer. Like I, in my head, that's
2: what was <laughs> oh going
0: <my> on. <laughs> oh my no, God. No, no. Okay. You have any questions or anything to add to that?
1: I really liked what you said there. Like basically whoever accepts you for you, you know, I feel like that goes across the board though. Like whether you trans or not, whether you gay, bisexual, straight, whatever. You don't want to be around people that's gonna accept who you for you because you don't want you don't want that negative energy around. Um, there was something I wanted to ask, and I think I forgot already. <laughs> I didn't write, I not write any questions <laughs> down. That I, I was it. I didn't pre-plan this. Like, <laughs> because it's okay. like, yeah, Che is ready now, and I was like,
0: okay. <laughs> Listen, well. I tapped her like months ago in the last season for this. And we just, did. it just never lined up to a perfect time. And because of our first episode, I was like, I gotta get her on this time. I, I needed mm-hmm. her perspective for the general conversation.
1: Okay. So now I remember what I was going <laughs> to. Hey, there it I is. Was it sitting came there back. Thinking. I was sitting there thinking, I don't know if you saw my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, Going all the way back to what you were talking about, like, when you did have a a wife and everything, when did you realize that you were trans? Like, what made you decide to just take that leap? Because I'm pretty sure for a very long time that you, you weren't trans and then you had a wife, so were you straight at that time or bisexual or... Did you not have a label? Like, how did how did the steps go? Because I don't, I don't understand transsexuality. Um, I've never actually had a conversation with a trans person because I was always perceived to be a transphobic person because of my views. I never said I hated trans people. I just said I don't understand, and no one wanted to sit here and actually take their time. And help the sister out. So, <laughs> since you're here yeah, here let on me do that for you tonight. Since you're here on this show tonight, like, I really want to know, like, what were the steps that you know you decided that this is not the life you wanted to live anymore?
2: But I'm, I'm so glad you asked because I think this is like a fundamental misunderstanding of trans people. I think the perception of trans people is that we decide to become trans one day. Um, Mm -hmm. whereas it's more like being gay or straight. You don't really choose. You just kind of are who you are. Um, like I, I have never found men attractive ever, ever in my life. Um, and I've been approached by so many men and every time I'm just like, sorry, homie. Like, I don't feel nothing towards you. I've been attracted (laughs) to women my whole life. Um, And I know that's the same for many other people. It's not like, you know, if you're gay, you just decide to become gay one day, right? Right. It's the same thing for trans people. Trans people are trans. The difference is that um, you're born into a body with expectations. Whether you're born with a female body or a male body, there's expectations placed upon your body from birth, right? So if you're a trans person, you have these expectations um your whole life and people are telling you you're supposed to be this way you're supposed to be this way you're supposed to be this mm-hmm. way so i didn't realize that i was trans until i was 25 uh because at that point i had been kicking people in the face for a living for 7 years so <laughs> my perception was like i'm supposed to be this tough macho dude um but i real i was deeply deeply depressed um, and that's the reason why so many trans people are depressed so often. I think like the statistics for suicide on trans people is like three or four times higher than their CIS mm-hmm. counterparts. And it's because like mm-hmm. any real person knows trying to pretend to be someone else for any amount of time, super depressing. But when you extend that to your entire life. That's a miserable existence. So it Mm -hmm. takes time to um, do some introspection into like, okay, well, these are my expectations. Do I feel like these expectations are actually me? Or am I just trying to live up to these expectations because that's what I've been told to do? Um, So you got to grapple with that. Um, And then from there, it's trying to get a handle on you know, how you really identify. Cause at first I was like, maybe I'm non-binary, maybe I'm gender fluid. Um, but eventually like it took some time, but I was like, no, like there's no, I don't have any fluctuation. I don't want to be androgynous. I don't want to be male and female. Like I'm just a trans woman. Um, and then once a trans person comes to that truth and realization, they can look back through their entire life and be like, oh, that makes so much sense. I remember mm. distinctly in like middle school, um, one of my friends came up behind me and was like, oh, I thought you were a girl. And it made me happy. And I didn't understand why until <laughs> I was 25. It was like 10 years later. It makes, and like it
1: makes sense. 25 makes sense because there's, that's supposed to be our fully matured brain. So that makes sense. Oh. I mean, for humans, for <laughs> humans, all of us. Okay, unfortunately, (laughs) it's
2: supposed, that's
0: why I said it's supposed to be. Not me, I didn't mature, so I was like 31, so.
2: I said your brain, (laughs) I didn't say you. I mean, but like, there are definitely signs through my entire childhood. So, if there wasn't someone my entire childhood telling me that I had to man up, then I probably would have figured it out much sooner. Um, Studies on when children develop a gender identity is very early like three and four i remember distinctly like i bought my son when he was two or three splatoon or splatoon 2 whatever came out during that time um and like every video game do you want to play a boy character do you want to play a girl character this is a child that grew up with a trans parent and he very emphatically i'm a boy and he always has Mm. been he likes boy stuff he's a boy. And that's fine. Like, kids know. um, But when you beat a narrative into a child, not just like as a parent, but as a society, that this is the way Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to be, that child's probably going to uh, look at that and try to emulate that. But whether that is actually, you know, the personality of that child, that's for them to decide. So, for trans people, we just are who we are. Um because of society, a lot of times we don't figure out who we are until much later. Um but it's never a choice. It's a choice to live the way that we want to live rather than faking being a person and being super depressed. Um so like it's a just like gay people, they have the choice to uh stealth it or come out of the closet, right? But they never chose to be gay. They just chose to be open about it. Right.
0: Right.
2: Okay. Thank you for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Facts. That was. That was. That was good. All right. Another question. Let's get deeper into
2: this. Headass. Let's do it.
1: BK is such a head ass. Like it's hard for me to even try to be serious, but then you <laughs> with the trying to be serious, and then I'm trying to be serious with you, it's not working. I'm no. keep laughing.
0: <laughs> I'm a serious.
1: I'm keep on laughing. Maybe I don't don't take you
2: seriously
1: then. Say that. Say that. (laughs)
0: Last week, last week it was you old enough (laughs) to be president.
1: (laughs) Now it's maybe I
0: don't take. I'm starting to think you don't take me serious.
2: I'm starting to feel some type of way.
1: Don't you ever feel that way? Only don't take you seriously on Tuesdays.
0: It's Monday, (laughs) so we good. (laughs) It Um, is Monday.
2: We're
0: definitely going to talk about video games and choices and how the video game industry has evolved and your thoughts on on any, all of that. But first, let's get into some of the serious stuff. Okay, all of this has been serious. So let's get into some of the deeper stuff real quick. Uh Uh-huh. So, what is your definition of what makes a woman a woman? Because I know I recently s- that has been like a serious conversation. I think they got a whole documentary about what is a woman. uh What is it, Jordan? P- whatever that guy's name is, I don't know his name.
2: Who some guy? No, I think it's Jordan that- Peterson or some <laughs> other. Jordan guy. Peterson. Kermit the Frog had
1: You
2: talking um, about the only Jordan I know is Jordan Peele? No, no, no. It's, That's the only it's Jordan
0: I know. I saw the YouTube and I refuse to watch the show or the documentary. I try to stay
1: off of YouTube. If we're not on YouTube, I try to stay off of this.
0: it. It comes around, um, you be hanging in the progressive media. You know, they got to throw in the adversary every now and then. So, because it's such a huge talking point right now, I would like to get your thoughts on, on that and how society reacts to those types of questions.
2: Yes, please. Sure. So, I feel like. Um, Specifically, like, right-wing folks that are anti-trans use this as an argument a lot. So I see the discourse pretty often, but for, like, trans people, like, this has been a talking point for us for years and years and years. Um, and the reality of the situation is that uh, a lot of times when having the conversation about trans people, they use the words gender and sex and... Uh, interchangeably, like they are the same word. And it often goes back to biological sex, right? What are your Mm -hmm. uh, sexual hormones? What are your chromosomes? This and that, right? Um, But that does not define what a woman is, that defines what a biological female is. And even in that, there's a lot of variance. So the, um, I want to say it was, Stanford University had a, an article like four years ago that was titled, uh, the way sex and gender bracket, this is in the title, sex and gender Mm -hmm. are different things and how they affect like your health. Um, so scientists for the most part agree that sex and gender are different things. So when we're talking about biology, that's your biological sex. When we're talking about what makes a man or a woman, that is not a biological issue. That is a sociological question. Because um, pop quiz, if you go to a gender reveal party, and you hear, and you see pink, that baby's going to be a what? A girl. A, a girl, girl, right? And then you see blue, Ooh. you get a boy. But if you go back in time in America, 60 years, it would have been reverse. Like, blue used to be a girl color, pink used to be a man's color, right? So the perception of what is a man or a woman is defined by a society in a specific place and time. So um, you consider yourself a man, Maasai warriors don't consider themselves a man until they go and hunt a lion, right? So from culture Mm -hmm. to culture, what your what your definitions of a man or a woman are, um, change. So there is no one like universal, uh, definition of what a woman is. And so when it comes to trans people, we get this as like a gotcha question. Like, oh, you say you're a woman, so define a woman, but that's not the way the definition of an a woman works because it's based on our society. Right now we say a boy becomes a man at 18. But if we change some laws around and say that they can go to war at seventeen, all of a sudden a seventeen-year-old is a man. So I feel like it's a a different. Exactly. So it's I feel like it's not really a question of like what do you find or a man or a woman to be like. We know based on our society, but we also know if we go across some borders, uh, what is expected of a man or a woman is completely different.
0: I think the man woman thing is a very hard thing to define and even the manliest of men, meaning the, the man of spear I've seen all of them typically have different opinions about what a man is coming from a man who watched this stuff now because of Tiffany red shout out to Tiffany red. It's just interesting to me to just see the, the vastness of this conversation and how far it can go and, and the limitations on it as well. You no, know, can you look like you got something to say.
1: I was just waiting for you to finish. I thought you was just going to let me talk. And you talking about the man thing, and I'm just like- No, no, I was just- saying- talking about men's tonight. <laughs> I'm just saying,
0: three like, times okay. in this season already.
1: Already, so we already know how season six is going to be.
0: <laughs> you got um, three more times.
1: So, basically, <laughs> oh, you're gonna kick me off? You're not gonna kick
0: me off. <laughs> I didn't say that, I didn't say any of that.
1: Then, what's gonna happen? Then, you gonna I push
0: the button. A, I push the goddamn button now, <laughs> I stop this show and go to bed you know i'm going oh. go to
1: bed too me too
0: continue continue your point
1: okay so basically when we do get into the woman versus trans woman it is going to vary from person to person since we do have so many different opinions so that's why i said what i said in the last show like when I look at women, I look at it as a biological standpoint. And I understand you said uh, female, use the word female. I always have an issue because I don't look at myself as a female. I am a woman, but woman literally means female human. So that's me. So so, um, I just never really understood why we can't just at least if you're a trans woman, I understand you want to be trans, I understand your um your pronouns and what you want me to address you as and what you how you want me to respect you. But I can't say for me, I can't say that you are a woman. It's just hard for me because if you have that trans in front of it, it's like we don't we don't share the same thing even culturally we might not even say share the same thing culturally as women like you say you're you're blazing so you you're in the culture you know what I'm saying <laughs> but you may share more issues that you've gone through throughout life maybe the way that men have gone through so that's just that's just something that is hard for me to kind of grasp at the moment, or even this time in life. Me six years ago, probably wouldn't even understand any of this that's going on because <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Like I said, like, I just don't know. This point in life is just really hard for me to mesh the two ideas together. Like, I I don't, I guess it's because I'm not exposed to it. And like I said, I don't, I haven't even had a conversation with a trans person on this level. Like, it'll be like, hey girl, hey girl, hey, hi, bye, you know, so help me, help us.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, (laughs) I think the thing is, you don't need to mesh those, those two things together at all, uh, because they are different and separate things. So, um you can be both biologically female and a woman, just the same way you can be biologically male and a woman, because it's all based on your culture. It's not based on biology at all. Whether you're a woman or not does not have anything to do with your body. Whether you are a man or not doesn't have anything to do with your body. For all of us, if we take away our... um, our sexual organs were just blank slates out here in a hypothetical, we're still the people that we are with our experiences and our identity and our values. So if you woke up tomorrow and you were just a blank slate out here, you were just a board, right? You didn't have any sexual organs, you'd still identify as a woman, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Most so it, it's it's separate from your body. So I don't think that trying to put those two things together is the way to go. I think the key is to understand that they are different and separate things. So, what a when someone says I identify as a woman, um, and you say, "Well, I don't, I don't think you are a woman." That's just opposing. Um, that's just opposing cultures. That's just opposing values, but it doesn't actually go back to anything scientific. It's just your belief system versus my belief system. And then it comes to the point of, well, if you have a different belief system and I have a different belief system, should we not respect each other's belief systems? Right? So if I'm a trans woman and I say I'm a woman, I just have a different belief system from you. And if you have a belief system where you don't view me as a woman, you might not call me a woman, but my beliefs call that disrespectful. You know what I mean? So not to say like this interaction no. is disrespectful, but um, in general, it's like trans women just want to be recognized as women because uh sociologically we are. Um But I think the argument comes down to, well, you don't have a vagina or ovaries, therefore you're not a woman. And that was never the argument to begin with. We understand that, trans women, I'm going to speak for trans women right here. Uh, But trans women, we understand that we are biologically different than cisgender women. That was never the argument. The argument is that in society, we should be able to live the way we want to live. We're not hurting anybody. We should be able to dress the way we want. We should be able to be referred to as the way we want. We should be able to get jobs and not be denied specifically because we're trans. Um, And we have the highest rates of, you know, uh, murder and assault out of everyone, you know, specifically Black trans women getting the most of that, you know, they have the oppression of being a Black person on top of the oppression of being a trans person. So it goes like a double for them, you know what I mean? So it's never, I feel like it's never actually an argument of like, oh, do you identify as a woman? Because thats it's not an argument. You can't argue uh, my philosophy versus your philosophy and one comes out a winner, right? Philosophies are debated for thousands of years. So you're never going to win that argument. But where someone can take it and win is, oh, but you're not biologically this, therefore you're not a woman. Um, so I feel like it boils down to that a lot. But we never argue that and they're completely separate things. So it's it's not like a coherent argument to begin with, you know what I mean?
0: It's a hard thing and to I, just I
1: completely
0: Oh go ahead. Oh. No no. It's I, I'm not <laughs> even supposed to be in this conversation.
1: That. I completely understand that for I completely understand that for sure. That's why I said I can respect everything of what you want to believe in because I don't want you to I don't want to force my beliefs on someone else myself that's too much. And I don't want anybody to force their beliefs on me. It's just like, like you said, it's just the meshing part that's really bothering me because it's two separate entities. So maybe we need to as a society, maybe we need to stop trying to combine the two. Like we can respect you and who you want to be. We can respect you on what you want to do. I'm gonna call you your pronouns and say hey girl all day. But when it comes down and that's the that's the issue and I, I kind of feel like when it comes down to it because just like how the situation with the trans the trans woman that was arrested and in, in some prison and what some female facility in New Jersey, I'm say, I'm thinking, and got two inmates pregnant. So how are you saying, I identify as a woman, but I'm still using
2: my male appendage? Because trans people aren't, um, they're not defined by their biology again. So like, I, as a trans person, I have no, uh, I have no desire to get gender reassignment surgery at all. Um, And many trans people don't. It's about your identity. It's not, you might as a trans person uh, want to change your body, but you know, cis people do that also. You know what I mean? Like, Plastic surgery is not a rare thing at all. So just like cis the BDL, people, trans going people going crazy right now, right? So like trans people might want to change their body to feel more like who they are, but there are plenty of us that have no plans on changing their body at all. I specifically stopped taking hormone replacement therapy. Um, I I don't want to do that. So it's not about like. Uh, what appendage you use for sex, sexuality is a completely different thing anyway. You can be a trans woman and you can be a lesbian. You can be into men. You can be pansexual. You can be all of that. That's a separate thing also. Um, So like, because I choose to keep my body the way it is, that doesn't make me any less of a woman. I still live my life as a woman. You know what I mean? So that's that's a separate thing entirely. Like no, like we talked about earlier, no community is a monolith. So trans people, when I hear people say that like they refuse to date trans people, it's the wildest thing to me. Because when most people think of trans people, they only think of trans women, right? But if you want someone that answers to she, her pronouns, that was born with a vagina and has no intention of changing that, we have those. If you want someone that goes by he, him pronouns and has male genitalia and doesn't want to change that, we we have those too. They might go by he, them or she, them, but we have, it's an umbrella term that goes between trans men, trans women, and non-binary people. So there are people that might want to change their bodies. There are plenty of us that don't.
0: Okay. I'm blown a little bit here. You, you have anything yet? I have literally just become a no. moderator now. That- <laughs> no. <laughs> no to answer your
1: question. Because <laughs> you was about to say, do you have anything else to say, Double K?
2: Well, let me go back <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. for a second. It's just, go ahead, what'd
1: you say? Yeah,
2: let me let me go back to one thing that you had said about me. Um, I definitely, since I didn't tra- figure out I was trans until 25, I definitely lived life as a boy or a man up to that point. So I definitely get what you're saying that there can be this disparity between um the experiences that like a woman has growing up and experiences that um a trans woman would have growing up, depending on, you know, what age they they transition or they figured out. But that's really like not the choice of the trans person. Like if it were up to me, I would have been living like this forever ago you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it was these expectations that are placed upon the trans person and these rules that are placed upon the trans person that gives them that life i would have much rather uh not had to transition as an adult right like because there's this awkward like adolescent phase for adult trans women where they have to learn how to dress like a woman. You know what I mean? They have to learn Mm. how to um, fit this entirely different role that I much rather would have learned growing up from my parents, but I never got that life. I never got that choice. So it's not like I wanted to have these male experiences. It's just what I got. Um, Mm. So it's like, sure, there's there's a difference, but we didn't choose that difference. We're a victim of that difference.
1: One last thing. Go ahead. About the whole one last thing. So, from this whole conversation that I've got today,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it seems as though society itself is making the trans experience even harder.
2: Well, trans people are not me, new. Trans s- people have been around since the. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I thought you were done.
1: No, you um, good. No, you good, girl. Listen, go <laughs> ahead. She
0: trans people have been around
2: time. for <laughs> all of recorded history. Like, if you go back through history, you'll find trans people. We didn't always have the the technology that we do to physically transition, but you'll find burial rights for trans people from before we had, um, you know, from, like, the dawn of written language. So trans people have always been around, um, and in the... I know you wouldn't normally think of nineteen twenties Germany as like this great bastion for for LGBT people, but um they were making hey, advancements towards <laughs> they were making advancements towards gender reassignment surgery a hundred years ago in Germany, but then we know what happened in nineteen thirties Germany. The Nazis came and trans people was on their list, so they wiped out all of that stuff. So the Nazis set us mm-hmm. back a hundred years, um, as far as trans rights go. So it's being presented a, a lot as like a new thing, but trans people have always been around. And a bit of a history lesson today.
0: It um,
1: is, for real. And has yeah, a history in the like stats. You said, like you said, we all know, of course we all know about the gay, you know, we all know that we know gay, lesbian, but it's like. When you put in the trance and top on top of that, it's like, I, I we didn't grow up with it, <laughs> like right, like it's just it's not as it's not it's not something that is I guess seen every day in our society, or it's more open now in our society today where everybody's just comfortable.
0: I think that might be it right there,
1: cause you know. <laughs> the one joke because I've always had like this back and forth even with myself because I just never really understood. Like I don't like let me say it one more time. I don't hate anybody because of their sexual preference or their identity. <sighs>
0: okay. <laughs> Get it out.
1: It's just that I have a hard time understanding these things when I haven't seen it for what 30 something years so it's like i've just started seeing more and more about trans people yeah i knew that trans people existed but of course there was always like you said a negative view of trans people always even like in the 80s and the 90s so it's never was like an accepting thing for our society like I don't have the whole really. I mean, I went to church and things, but I don't really have like a deep religious background. Mm-hmm. And I have friends all across the rainbow, but <laughs> I just never really sat down with a trans person. I really enjoyed this conversation tonight, Jay. Like, for sure, it's touching my heart is massaging my brain.
0: Wow, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> was-
1: I can That's is- to say it is. <laughs> it is though because it is because when you hear someone else's opinion and what they've been through you start to think a little bit differently your views may change a little bit but i just think society oh that's what i was trying to say my favorite joke that always made me go back and forth was that uh, joke when uh on what's that show called married with children and <laughs> And the dude goes, Bruce Jenner, is that you? Oh. And it was the, the next door neighbor.
0: Don't be talking about Darcy like that.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's like one of those things, like, people always, like, Darcy, that's her name. People always have, like, this negative view instead of accepting it.
0: Yeah. You know, not to say I that, mean, Darcy for anything like Ellen Page. That's for not anything. Not Ellen, but that's Elliot Page a little bit. Huh? That's random. Darcy kind of oh, looks and, like Elliot oh, uh, Page. Let me
1: not say it like I never accepted trans people because I accept everybody. I don't care what you do as long as you're not touching kids. <laughs> as long as well, you're not touching kids, I don't care what you do in life. But
0: we society still,
1: just haven't accepted things, huh?
0: We still got like a whole nother leg of this conversation. You sound like you're No, we ignorant. don't. Yes, we do. We <laughs> did not talk about sports. Let's
2: get into them Sports.
0: We still got 10 minutes. Give me five yeah, minutes we of sports. Gotta start
1: about, we got to talk about sports. Give
0: me five minutes of sports. Right, I'm about to take five, that. five minutes of me video okay, game there. You
1: about to see
0: and me in the, the show. sports section. Space gang, we, we're about to talk about trans women in sports.
2: Okay. Let's do it. As your, your trans former athlete, I'm here for it.
1: Yes. Yes. Because you're definitely athletic over there, Miss Taekwondo.
2: <laughs> I mean I don't okay. look like it these days, but I was in there.
1: <laughs> so,
0: so last week we discussed the swimmer. What what was you Leah, talked Thomas. About to, Leah Thomas? Leah Thomas. Okay.
2: Leah Thomas.
0: What are your thoughts on that? Because we discussed um the reasoning behind it because some people allegedly were saying that she transitioned and jumped into a whole nother division of sports because mm-hmm. you know because it was easier easier that's allegedly um, allegedly of course so what are your thoughts on that do you just think that's like is it is I that feel a like thing? that's
2: a crazy thing to say so like for someone to go especially at the college level like you're not even getting paid so you're saying that like this person decided to dramatically dramatically increase their rates, uh, or chances of being murdered or R-worded or, um, assaulted to get a leg up in a collegiate competition. I'm not buying it, right? You got to go through, to be a trans person, to go through hormone therapy, you have to go through, um, It's a little bit more lax now, but in a lot of states, you still have to get, like, written letters from a therapist that you've been seeing for years to even start Mm. hormone therapy. Um, And in Leah Thomas's case, uh, you can see that, like, she I believe it was one or two years while she was in transition um, on hormone replacement therapy that she was still competing with men. And her times tanked because for trans women, hormone replacement therapy is a performance inhibiting drug. They put you on testosterone blockers. What happens when you block testosterone? You lose your muscle mass. So a common thing for trans people, trans women specifically, it um, to see if like their HRT is working is like, oh, I can't open this pickle jar anymore. I go for runs and I get tired way faster. So it, it wasn't like this thing where like, she was like, oh, like I'm not doing great on the men's side. So I'm going to just, you know, pull a sneaky one and go over to the men's side. It was probably like years in the making up to the point of going towards the women's side. Um, and Novakane, I want to go back to something that you had said in the previous show where uh, you don't see trans men um, going into competition, but you do. Leah Thomas competed with a trans man. In the women's competition, there's a trans man that just decided not to undergo hor- hormone therapy. Um, and then we can think of uh, Mac Beggs from Texas. Mac Beggs was famous for being a trans man, so biologically female, um, was mm. on hormone therapy for trans men. So that means taking testosterone, and they would not let him wrestle. With the men. So this girl... I'm sorry. This man is ragdolling people. This man is ragdolling these other girls. And, like, you see the picture, and she's... And these girls are so much smaller than Mac is. He is so much bigger because he's on testosterone. And they wouldn't let him compete with the males. So it's a problem on all sides. Um, and just to, like, I was
1: saying on the last uh-huh. episode that... It wasn't that trans men don't compete. I was saying that we don't really see any like big talk about trans men, like- Because they're not like- any, <laughs> Anytime there's some type of trending topic or any argument about trans people, there's the number one conversation is trans women. I just never really see a lot about trans men conversations. The
0: last time I heard something about a trans man or anytime I hear anything about a trans man, it's usually when they get pregnant, or talking about being pregnant, or in remember what was, chat was it Chas? A few years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that story. But other than that, I've rarely. The always, I, I don't yeah. think I've ever heard of of like any other news that's nationally breaking.
1: I never. I don't know. Chey, can you enlighten us this evening? <laughs> like, it sounds what? like there's a bias deal, by the way. Yeah, there's yeah, a it's bias.
2: Yeah, it's because trans women are not viewed as women, we're viewed as men. So we're viewed as a threat. Whereas trans men are not viewed as men, they're viewed as women. So not they're not viewed as a threat at all. And then when you start to take hormones into it, it's the complete opposite. Because for trans women, we're taking this performance inhibiting drug. I used to take HRT. I lost so much muscle mass. From being a competitive fighter to then going and taking HRT. Uh, but for trans men, it's the opposite because they're taking testosterone. So they put on muscle, they put on bone mass, uh, they become significantly stronger than they are. But for society, society just sees them as, you know, tomboys or like, you know, weightlifting women, basically. So trans men are not seen as a threat. That's why you always only hear um. about trans women. Mm, okay. oh,
0: you know everything you said about the HRT and vice versa We I brought up a study last week on the show about <laughs> how they tested a the number of trans men and women in the military and how those trans women numbers um, went down and how trans men yeah. numbers went up So and that was over a two year, two year period so last question to Bob the whole trans women in sports and then we'll be done with the conversation i promise Mm -hmm. what do you feel about say having trans people in their
2: own division because i have my own thoughts on this one but i want to hear your thoughts so i think if you look at the way that sports are now they're not even equal right like The Mm -hmm. players in the WNBA on average make like, what, 1% of what an NBA player makes, right? So if we keep those same numbers, you're got you going to give trans people like, what, 1% of what WNBA players make? Craziness. And then there's going to be like a whole six of us in the entire country. You know what I mean? Trans people are (laughs) not, (laughs) there's not many of us. Like, yeah, sure, you see us around, but like, as far as... Finding elite level athletes um, countrywide to like fill up whole teams. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think you're going to find a league of elite level basketball players that happen to be trans. And even if you do, they're not going to be paid fairly. You know what I mean? I think, I think this is maybe not the solution, but a part of the the issue that nobody actually talks about with trans people in sports is we did not choose these bodies. The reason that um, there are perceived advantages is because we were not allowed to transition younger in life. So transitioning for children um, is many years of therapy. And then as they're approaching uh, adolescents, they might put them on hormone blockers just so their bodies mm-hmm. don't change. And that stays on them for several years until, like, uh surgeries don't happen for children at all, I believe. I think they're in some places, they're trying to lower it down to 17. But vast majority of the U.S., you can't get gender reassignment surgery until you're 18. Uh, so you mm-hmm. just stay on either uh hormones or these tests or these... uh hormone blockers. So you have time as a child or as an adolescent to go through therapy to talk to your um, your parents and make those decisions. But most of us weren't allowed to do that. So if we were just allowed to go through these processes has children and choose the bodies, there there wouldn't be this conversation of, oh, well, she decided to transition as an adult in her collegiate career, therefore she has these advantages. She never wanted those advantages. If you would have let her transition as a teenager, she would have had a body very similar to the women that she's competing with. So as you guys know, as Black people, systemic oppression is about creating issues and then going back and blaming those oppressed people for those issues, right? Just like with us, like they didn't teach us English for the longest time. And then as Black people, we still have subpar education in our communities, but then they'll come back and be like, oh, well, you don't talk like us. You're uneducated. When they created those issues, right? So for trans people... It's, oh, well, you have an advantage in sport. I didn't choose this. You didn't let me transition until I was an adult anyway. I could have transitioned mm-hmm. at 14 and been on testosterone blockers, and I wouldn't have this extra body mass. I wouldn't have bigger bones. I don't want that. I would much rather be a smaller person uh, that fits in with, I'm 5'11". I tower over most women. I don't like that because my rates of being murdered for standing out are much higher than cis women. So, mm-hmm. what nobody ever talks about is that we're a victim of the system that didn't let us change our body when we wanted to and then they blame us for having these bodies.
0: Mm. you know okay okay I, I definitely have we're supposed to talk about video games <laughs> but it all have to wait. Yeah, in all honesty, I want to end the conversation there. That was much more powerful than anything that could have came after that. So I think I think this is actually a really great place to stop. So there you go laughing. Why are you laughing?
1: No, you know I just told you at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, wait, 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 BK, when you serious, right? You mm-hmm. always hit one of these.
2: <laughs> the Kubernetes stare, for real. Head down. Yeah.
1: And it's like you don't have to look at the camera like that.
0: <laughs> I need to know. I need to know and feel my seriousness.
1: <laughs> okay. Who are your top five rappers of all time?
2: Mmm. I'm bad at lists, but I'll try. Uh, <laughs> Biggie, Gift of Gab. <laughs> Kendrick. Mmm. Aesop Rock. Oh, okay. And. Dang, who would I give number five spot to?
0: Apparently, number five is always the hardest.
1: Number five is always
2: the <laughs> hardest. It's always Um. Up. I don't know, fam. I've been listening to a lot of T Grizzly, so I'm just gonna say T Grizzly for now.
1: Not the T Grizzly. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's your top five. That's your top five.
2: It is for it's now. It's a
1: solid five.
2: It's, it's a solid, a solid five. five.
1: It's a solid five. It
2: really is.
0: All right, Jay. Tell everybody Thank where to so find you.
2: Absolutely. Uh, at Shay Cantrip. C H A E C A N T R I P. Um, just Google me, you'll find me.
0: <laughs> Y'all go support her post because again, the art is dope as hell. I gotta get a piece one day when I can afford it. You know I'm broke right now, so when <laughs> I, I, I can pee-pee. afford them, I got a of art. Absolutely, Gosh. the anime yeah, stuff be so dope. It's all dope, but it's mostly anime stuff, right? Jay, most definitely appreciate you coming through. For sure, it's appreciate long time you. A coming. Been trying to get you back on here since season one. Right.
2: So, yes,
1: Che, and thank you for coming because we collectively been trying to get you in the show since last season. Same, I wanted
2: to, and then my laptop like died, so <laughs> it'd be like I that. I remember that, I forgot that. Yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah, for it'd sure. Be like this, that. This is always
0: something. The Space Gang, if you want to join in on this conversation, anywhere you see these videos and clips, make sure you jump in the conversation, especially over on YouTube. We're going to put this video on Space Gang. That's our show for today.
1: Did we miss anything? Let us know in the comments below or wherever you're listening
0: to us. Do us a favor, head over to www.dbkspaceshow.com. It's based with the You can get all the blogs, the audio, the video, and so merch. And if you're listening
1: on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star rating and YouTube. Like Comment, share,
0: and subscribe to the VK Spades Show, where society meets pop culture. I am your host, B VK Spades, here with my very lovely co-host,
1: Nova Kane, baby.
0: Hi Space Gang. thanks for tuning in.